Hello and welcome to the official podcast of Palate Exposure, featuring Ilona Thompson, a podcast for those seeking the ultimate in wine, food, and travel. Each week, she interviews winemakers, chefs, celebrities, and a variety of guests that shape the way we enjoy life. Good afternoon from Stunning Palm Springs. Just arrived, loving every moment, and I am very privileged to be here with Tony Marchese. And Tony has a lot of different things that he's engaged in, very exciting <laughs> things. So Trio's Restaurant and also AC3, he's a partner. So he's the owner of Trio's and also Heaton Company. So thank you for having me, thank Tony. Thank you. Um, I would love to just uh, let our listeners in on your background. You said you're from Chicago originally. I'm originally so from Chicago. Tell me all about it. Yeah, I'm originally from Chicago, and I would come to Palm Springs just for fun, you know, just for the weekends. And then I was selling real estate at the time, and a, a friend, one of my customers said, hey, I bought this condo really cheap in Palm Springs. I'm like, no, I like Palm Springs. Sure. <laughs> so another one came up, and then I, I just started coming here, and all of a sudden one day I was hiking in the mountains. I'm like, you know what? I need to move here. I was 40 at the time. I wanted to change my life and left real estate world and came out here. I did real estate for a little while, but then I really wanted to, well, truth be known, I lost everything because the market crashed here. So I bought all this real estate and it crashed. Oh my goodness. So uh, then I made a decision that I wanted to get back into hospitality because I was in the mm -hmm. bar business and restaurant business in Chicago okay. before real estate. So I'm like, bar, restaurant, real estate, bar, restaurant again. Yeah. So uh, at the time, I, I, I met my now ex-partner, but my partner, Mark, who was a chef. Oh, I'm like, well, hey, hey, let's open a restaurant. <laughs> you know, I'll be in the front of the house, you'll be in the back of the house, and let's do it. So we did, and that's how Trio became. We opened in 2009 when the market was still not great, but rents were lower, so that helped us the first couple of years. And Trio, mm -hmm. God bless, just took off. But the food and the cocktails, for that matter, look stunning, and you guys will see some images on the website. But I'm curious about like your family of origin. Were you exposed to food and for well, I'm Italian and half Polish. Yeah, I was gonna say. So there's always food around in those families, you know, big, yes, so big food holidays. Yes, part of the. Yeah, yeah, and as a kid, I I started working at 13 for this Italian family that owned an Italian delicatessen, and they mm -hmm. kind of taught me everything. And then of instead of going to college, I I, w I had a pizza place, so mm -hmm. I started right away into it, and then I got out of it back and forth, and mm -hmm. I've done a lot of things. But my passions always come from when I own the bars and I own the restaurants. I love like. People walking out smiling and they're having a good time and it's all like you know it's like it's a family thing it's 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 cool to see that you know the moment we met like your greeting it was so open you had a big smile on your face and we just met yeah <laughs> um and i could tell that hospitality runs in your blood yeah. doesn't it yeah it's fun i enjoy it yes yeah, so and hence why i do so many different things yes <laughs> like i don't have to do all the things i do but i like doing it you know talk about busy i mean restaurant business arguably is the toughest business yeah. on the planet if you love it though Mm -hmm. It makes it easier. That's the secret because it's not a yeah. job then, it's no. a passion. It's just something you do every day on. and yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you're 40, which is like, you know, now second half of your life and yeah. you decide to now, go. No, now I'm 57. <laughs> this was 10 years ago when I moved here. Um, but that's a big decision to make. Yeah, because I was leaving in. a great business. I had a real estate company there and I knew some people here just from coming the year or two yeah. that I had the condo. And But there's just some kind of calling I had. Hmm. Those mountains are very you know, magical when you walk, you, you hike through them and it's like, I need to be here, yeah. So it didn't start off well, but it's been amazing the last 10 years. So what was the concept of Trio? How did you begin? Well, Trio w initially was food, art, and sound, was the three. Food, art, and sound, got uh, it. My 
my ex-partner Mark had a restaurant in Door County, Wisconsin called uh -huh. Trio, but there was three of them. So he liked the name Trio, so we came up with the, I came up with kind of the food, art, and sound. Because okay. when you walk in the restaurant, the energy's always good, the music's always pumping. Yes. And it's like a feel-good place. And the artwork, we change out every so often, and we have local artists, and we give money back to our local charities if someone buys it off the wall. I noticed that you have quite a few plaques. You're very charitable yeah. as, an, as a business. Yeah, we have, yeah, we have. So, food. Yeah, food. Well, it's it's evolving. It's always yes. been an American concept. Got it. Uh, we call it like a, a comfort food with a California twist. Hmm. I you love know. that. Yeah. Who doesn't love comfort food? Yeah. I mean, but funny, one of our number one dishes is pot roast. Really? Whether it's a summer at 110 degrees or oh. we're selling pot roast and lamb shank. It's, it's crazy, but it's true. That's awesome. And your audience, I mean, is it just... Oh, it's everybody. everybody. It's really amazing. So... Um, you're a fly on the wall, and you're there from early, so it's probably, mm -hmm. we got we have early bird special, so we have happy hour and early bird. Yeah. So those are probably older folks, maybe 60, late 50, 60, 70, you know. Yeah. So as the night progresses, the crowd gets younger. So after 8 o'clock, you've got L.A., San Diego, Orange County, 30, sure. 40 to 25, you know, the younger crowd. And so it's really cool to watch the whole turn to a night of how it, the different kind of customers come in. Nice. Yeah. In your beverage program, tell me a little bit about that. Are you running it, or do you have a designated? We, I run it, but they yeah. come up with the ideas. Yeah. You know? So I let my staff really participate in all that. We have some great cocktails, and uh, our wine list, the last two years, we won the Wine Spectator Award, which I'm really happy and proud about. Yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah. So we don't have, we have the first category, which is like, like 101 bottles of wine. Oh, it's my the, goodness. The single glass. But, you know, that was, I was really excited about that. So every get make sure get it right and do different wines and stuff yes. like that. Yeah. So, yeah, Trio is just like a, one of my staff calls it, Trio's, working at Trio is not a job, it's a lifestyle. It's become, right. it's everyone's name, it's, it's, we're very committed to, the community is very committed to us, we're committed to them, and, you know, so it's a really love thing, you know, kind of. It's very hands-on, it sounds like it's a very intimate thing for you, you yeah. hear all the time. You really, very I, am, I mean, involved. I have a lot of businesses, but when I'm yeah. here, I'm here. And yeah. the staff, though, is we have an amazing staff, and it's just their reflection of me and how, who, who I want them to be in the room, mm -hmm. as if I was in the room. So they're always friendly with everybody. You know, certain people ask for Dominic, and certain have certain yeah. favorites, and so it's become that kind of restaurant. That's you know, so people important. have certain tables, and yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, I feel like everything is going towards personalization and experience. It's not. I mean, yes. When the food is stellar and, you know, there's plenty of opportunity to have a great cocktail or right. a great glass of wine. But what pushes it over the edge and makes it memorable is that personalized, intimate connection that you feel with the establishment. Is yeah, I, I think, look, you could have a decent meal. Yeah. But your server is amazing and your experience is amazing. That's what you're going to remember, right? So mm -hmm. the, it's, it's, it's good to have all three. Yeah. But really the main is the, the service and the feeling that you get inside and you want to come back. Yeah, I'm sure you have regulars that's oh. probably been patrons forever. Yeah, there's, yeah. One just passed away, the poor guy. Oh but God. he's been coming almost every day for happy hour what? since we opened. What? Yeah. 17 years? Yeah, no, uh, 11 years, going on 11, 11 years. years. Yeah. That's, Crazy. that's yeah. loyalty. So, <laughs> so I put a little plaque at the end where you always say <laughs> in honor oh, of them. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, it's cute. They, and the customers love it. So they're all like into it yeah so it's nice so i have to ask you what is your favorite meal 
Oh. A horrible mm. question always because it's like, yeah. You know, it's funny. I'm, I'm a funny guy. I, when I go eat at the restaurant, which is probably many times a week, of course. I actually look at the menu and I pretend like I'm at another restaurant so I can try different <laughs> things because I always, I got so consistent in my life. Uh, our skirt steak's really great. Our pot roast is number one. So how world evolves. So when we first opened for many years, it was pot roast and our white fish were the two main dishes, right? And then roasted chicken. Now it's pot roast, ahi tuna. So you can see how the how yes. the world has changed over the last yes. uh, almost eleven years, yeah. And of course, farm to table is big, particularly in California. Everyone seems yeah. to be going that direction. Do you source your? We do. Yeah, do you, you probably protein? don't know this, but I think it's ninety percent of the dates are grown here in the Coachella Valley what? for all over the country, United States. I didn't know that. Yeah, we have like a it's like a half I don't know five hundred billion dollars. It's a huge. We have a huge agricultural all through the Coachella Valley: green peppers, red peppers. They grow grass out here for the stadiums. It's, I, I, this is all new to me, and I'm, I w went on a tour, and I went on this amazing date farm tour and all these other agricultural farming, sure. and who knew? I mean, we, there's a lot out here. That's kind of counterintuitive, because you don't think of a desert no. as something that's lush and you know fertile and has all those options. No, it's amazing. Actually, it would be good someday for you to do podcasts with the date farmers, and I have a connection for you. We can I'm do in. That. I'm in. You guys stay tuned. I love it. Yeah, I mean, I went on this. I was so like, we were supposed to have a 45 minute meeting with this guy. It was four hours, <laughs> and every time we went to someplace else, I'm like, that's amazing. I gotta go back to work. That's amazing. I gotta go back. To work. It was crazy to watch how the they 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 we actually picked dates off of it. It was what? so cool. That's yeah, awesome. so cool. No, I'm like stories like that turn me on yeah. so much because things kind of reveal themselves when yeah. you're not necessarily looking but you're intentional like curious yeah and that's what it sounds like you stumbled upon like this treasure oh it was a, this one date farm has a hundred sheep the mm -hmm. only purpose is they let them out <laughs> right, right. they eat the weeds yes. and they fertilize the ground and that's all they do is they herd them out nice. herd them in every day it was amazing i was like in the middle of this herd of like sheep coming down so it cool. was so cool yeah. so actually this year at the festival we have the date commission as a sponsor so they'll have a booth and then one of my friends a date farmer he's gonna have a booth and we're having a date um, a, a date camp that people learn about different dates date camp i love that yeah it's so, so many different you know, <laughs> there's so many different dates you have no idea you know and i think it's 90 percent in the united states are grown here in the coachella valley I'm developing a newfound respect for dates because I really pretty much ignored them. I think they're like point. the next avocado, to be honest with you. Really? They have a lot of nutritional values. And they're healthy and yeah, the, the, yeah it's really unbelievable. No, I'm getting a sense even like walking around downtown that there's a sense of that intimacy, that, you know, closeness that you don't necessarily get. Just you know, Palm Springs is a, is a special place. We yeah. have these mountains are very spiritual and they kind of ground us and yeah. You know, I tell a funny story. Years ago, we met these people here at the restaurant. Lovely. Great. Yeah. We're in L.A. We ran into them. They were not so lovely and so great. So when people yeah. come to Palm Springs, they lose all their premise and they become really nice and friendly and relaxed. And, you know, and then they go back home to their world. It's what they are, you know. But it's interesting to see the difference when people come here. What you're describing is really fascinating, actually, that they sort of shed their stress and their perhaps, you know, the need, some mm -hmm. internal need to be something else and maybe right. being everything to everybody. Yeah. So here they can be themselves more, right? Is that accurate? Totally. Look, Robert Downey Jr. has been to Trio many times because his in-laws live oh. out here. How fun. Not one person bothered him. It was like, it's, you know, it's, yeah, we've had a lot of people that come in and they're just, Leo DiCaprio has a house right down the road, you know. Really? Here. Yeah. Oh, 
Oh, yeah, anybody just bike up and down Palm <laughs> So Palm Springs is like, a, you know, there's no paparazzi around here or, or anything. It feels very casual. Like there's like this sense of acceptance and yeah. just camaraderie and you can't put your finger on it, but I just got here and I'm sensing it. Yeah. Well, so. it has a lot of big events. Like we just finished the film festival. Yeah, and that's a big deal. Huge. Yeah. And then starting uh, the 14th is uh, Modernism Week. So it's 10 days of like uh, 100,000 people are in town just touring and seeing uh, everything that Palm Springs has to offer. And they moved down Valley too, though. I mean, you're surrounded by such beauty. Like I said, the mountains are so majestic, and the vibe is so cool and chill. It's like you just want to be here. Yeah, I'm sure no, that's cool. Coming back. Before I lived here, I would get off the plane and drive to my condo, and I'd just look at the mountain and just feel everything just, just relax. That's amazing. Yeah. So you've been watching the food scene evolve, like you said. Now it's tuna. It used to be just you know heavier proteins. Tell me a little bit about like. What it's been like for the last 11 years being a restaurateur, what, what, what's been Well, you know, it's, it's changed. I mean, there's definitely, I mean, people come and go. Mm -hmm. everyone, everyone wants to own a restaurant. Of course. Like, if you don't have any experience, why do you want to own a restaurant? It's like, so hard. It's, such it's hard not work. an easy business, you <laughs> no. know? But overall, we, up here where Trio is, it's called the Uptown, Des Uptown Design District. Yes. And, uh, there was only three, I think there's about eight restaurants up here now, and we're all really close. And we, you know, we work with each other if we need to, if we run out of something, and, yeah. and um, we'll direct people if we're busy. And so up here has become a really great neighborhood because there's Trina Turks up here, there's a bunch of galleries and a lot of mid-century stores, and it's, it's just become... And now Modernism is actually right here on the corner where that big tent is. Very I don't know if you cool. went that way, but... Uh, so all the people will be in this neighborhood. It's really... It's, the energy's like crazy. It's so much fun. Yeah. Yes, and, you know, it's kind of a communal space mm -hmm. as well so a lot of people know each other i suspect totally so you totally interacting yeah. with each other all the time and there's this camaraderie like i said the spirit of yeah. inclusiveness really permeates yeah. everything and then the last few years downtown has been already done so there's a new kimpton hotel down there and a bunch of new retail stores and and so the city keeps growing and more hotels and they're going to build a 10,000 seat stadium just two blocks from here what yeah the, yeah, <laughs> uh, the, we have lot. Indian tribe here. We have Indians, you know. We have the casinos and all that, and they partnered up with uh, a large promoter company. So it'll be hockey team mm -hmm. and a ten thousand seat stadium, just like right over there. That's incredible, and hockey of all things. Yeah, I think from In Seattle desert, some kind of Seattle hockey. But that's going to be a huge draw as well. Huge draw, yeah. Do you think it will change because sort of the chemistry because it's. I don't know. Kind of I think I think it might just add to the. I mean, they're coming here, so we're going to give them the Palm Springs experience. <laughs> experience. You can convert them. Convert them. Your airport. I literally land. I'm like, am I still in the airport? And I'm on doors, and there's palm trees. And yeah. Nice sounds and a kids' playground. Yeah. I was blown away. Well, and it's going to go into another. Uh, they'll be changing it over the next 12 to 18 months and making it more restaurants and more local-driven restaurants and yeah. and it, they're going to really yeah step it up. It's going to be really cool. You know, it is such an oasis, and it's so interesting to me that we're still in California, and there's a California casual vibe, but there's also some purposefulness without yeah. being obtuse, <laughs> you know? Well, it's a very ch uh, charitable city. There's yes. a lot of, you know, people are like, why are you moving to Palm Springs? I would say it's a small town with a lot of big town people in it. So half the year, there's some of the wealthiest people in the country that live in the valley, you yeah. know? So, and there's a lot of money being donated into the valley, so it's... Our museum's amazing, and there's so much money being put into it. Mm -hmm. Just from the snowbirds, you know. So yeah, it's absolutely. cool. Yeah. 
from just a, a helicopter view, as far as the food scene is concerned, so, cl so close to it, and you know, we'll talk about your catering company as part of that. What is kind of your vision? Um, how in the modern culture, what role does food play in a in us as humans and how we congregate and what we consume? Mm -hmm. What does that look like from your point of view? Well, I uh, that's a good question. The, well. In the age of like social media and all yeah. that, mm -hmm. it, that's changing a lot. I mean that Very much so. uh, it's. I mean, you, people can give you a review of the blink of a hat now. You know, before they take more time, now they can just snap a picture, and it's good yes. and bad. You yes, know, it's, it's got to be. It's good and bad, so you have to always <laughs> be careful. But I think it's important to continue. Like Trio, this we're going on our second ten years, mm -hmm. like I call it, and mm -hmm. you have to diverse. You have to you know go with the. Everyone likes our favorites, but then yeah. we have to add some new things. You sure. know, like how we change from uh, whitefish to ahi tuna. You know, so yeah. what's the next thing? So, yeah. so I think we, with the social media, I think for me and for Palm Springs, we're getting younger. Yes, guests coming to town, mm -hmm. uh, especially in the summer when yeah. summer used to be dead. No, but it's steady on the weekends now in the summer. In the summer, interesting. You know, yeah. I mean, there's all kind of deals and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and the people are coming are under forty. That's really interesting because I feel like we're evolving into somewhat of a foodie culture. It used to be more exclusive to certain groups that could afford it. You know, the fine dining, there yeah. was like this big gap. Well, I think fine dining, there's, I don't it's think that's dying. there anymore. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's there, but I, to, someone open up a fine dining, unless it's like a, a big chain like Mastro's or that Eddie, there's an Eddie V's that just opened down Valley. Yeah. Uh, I think those days are gone. I think it's more of the moderate priced, more consistent, mm -hmm. you know, where, where you attracted by everybody yes you know and uh, at least I, that's what I that's what I see I think it's more about being attracting to all people yes. versus just one more type inclusive. of person yeah and of course everybody's talking about the younger demographic the proverbial millennial and maybe the generation right before that and um, I think the secret is really establishing a conversation with them as opposed to just yeah. you know, serving what you think they should want but really it's a symbiotic thing isn't it I think so yeah, and, and you have to enroll people in what the vision is, mm -hmm. and enroll them in trying new things or like experimenting. Like, yeah, you know, it. Again, social media can make you or break you, right? Oh, for sure. But so they come in. Most of my staff is pretty good about reading the tables, so you know what they're what they're looking for, what they're not looking for. So we we try to have them try new things. We have weekly specials all That's the time, cool. so. Uh, so they can get something off the menu if they don't want it. We have, yeah. you know, normally we have a fish and meat on every week, something new yeah. and different. And then, um, yeah, I just think it's just education. Do you think people are more health conscious? I mean, have yes, you noticed definitely any more health conscious. trends yeah. that are very obvious? We have a lot of gluten-free stuff on our menu. Yeah. You know, we just started carrying that Impossible Burger. I that saw vegan. that. Vegan. Yeah. So, so we have to change, too, because people's diets are changing. Absolutely. And your other restaurant that you are part of. AC3. With. Yeah, yep. so tell us about that. Uh, AC3 is a collaboration of myself and Andrew Copley and his wife, Juliana Copley. And okay. uh, AC is Andrew Copley. Of course, yeah. Three okay. is there's three of us, and between us, there's three restaurants. And they have okay. another restaurant called Copley's, which is right here. I in, walked by there and I noted how adorable it is. Yeah, it's like outside. an old uh, Clark Gable like a state or something it's adorable it inside and they've been there so like 15 cool. or 16 years yeah wow so we opened AC3 we're, uh, we're connected to a hotel 
Yeah. And uh, Marriott uh, Autograph Series Hotel. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're a local business there, but we do do all the food service for the hotel Got and the it. room service and banquets. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's cool. What a value added to Yeah, and it turned out to be a beautiful place. It's, it's It looks really great, mm -hmm. and the food's affordable, and it's a big, bright room, and you're facing the mountains, and it turned out really lovely. It's really a great place. Well, I'll have to go yeah. check it out. Yeah. Um, and you have a catering company we as well. We do catering. We do. Like we have you a, didn't have enough to do. I know. We started trio catering a couple years ago, and then before that was a company like liquid catering, so just bar service. So we can oh, either okay. give you a full service with food, or you just need bar service, we can give you bar service. Yeah. Very cool. So, and that's all I'm doing for now. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Um, so again, in the sense of a bigger conversation, you know, we have become citizen reviewers, you know, social media, like you said, is changing palettes, changing minds and such like that. And most of these things are good. The evolution is, you know, almost always rocky, but it's good to be moving in that direction. Do you feel like there's something missing from the conversations, you know, the contemporary wine, or I should say beverage, because that includes distillers too, and food scene? Do you think that we should be paying attention to something that we're missing out on? Well, I'm sure. There, I'm sure there is. I mean, I, I, you know, we kind of. I live in a bubble here, kind of. So yeah. I have to pay attention to what's going on in the other parts yeah. of the country. Absolutely. Um, and even though there's a restaurant up here, uh, he's very innovative. He's like the only person that has like wine in the the tap. Nice. But people locally think that's kind of weird, you know. But that's uh -huh. really hip in LA and all these other big cities, you know. So. Yes. You can't be too trendy here. Even though they're coming from there, they're not expected mm -hmm. to, to be in L.A. Like, they want to come to a Palm Springs restaurant, they don't want to feel like they're in an L.A. restaurant when they're from L.A. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of, of a, like an interesting combo. Um, but I didn't answer your question, did I? No, it's okay. I was just curious if you had some thoughts and music oh, yeah. on what, what's, you know, maybe absent that we should be really yeah. focused on more. I think it's. I, I think the focus needs to be a little bit more education. Education. Yeah, you you highlighted that before. Yeah, I think it's just because even with the millennials, they're drinking wine, and they're not yes. drinking our house wine. They're drinking yes. better wine, so that means yes. they're learning. They're educating a younger age. I mean, when I was in my twenties and thirties, I would just order whatever someone told me to order. You know, <laughs> but but they know what they're drinking. You know, they know what they like, and so uh, we do on occasion if we don't have something, like if someone asks for it, I'm like. Well, why don't we have that? You know, let's have it. You know, nice. if they're going to ask for it, someone else going to ask for it. So, so we flex. It. Oh yeah, no, we're yeah, yeah, like yeah. So you've been in the business now for a long time, really on and off. On and off, yeah, like your whole life. Um, what advice would you give to an aspiring restaurateur that's just trying to figure out if that's their thing mm -hmm. and like getting their feet wet? Like advice slash caution slash inspiration. What are you? Yeah, thoughts? I. I think one and the main thing is is be focused, be focused. and committed, and you got to have it. It's got to be coming from passion. It can't be just from doing. Yeah, yeah. The restaurant business is about passion and business. It's not about doing or making it. it you got to be passionate about it. You got to make the your, your staff feel passion. You got to. It's a leadership part. It totally right? is a leadership thing. Yeah. Yes, because there's a mini culture in every establishment, and it's subliminal. When you walk in, yeah. you know. Well, and and I do a lot of. Uh, side work on myself, like, yeah. you know, transformational kind of work to keep oh, me really? focused. Yeah. So I just came back from a workshop and <laughs> my staff's like, what happened here? <laughs> so I'm talking about re-enrolling them and I want to make sure that they're all enrolled, enrolled with me and the business and our vision. And so I'm doing all that kind of stuff. So every few years I go through this, so they're used to me coming yeah. in. Like, so, but it was really cool to watch this time because 
I felt I was very effective, and for, and I, I've been probably off a little bit the last few years. Yeah, things happen and stuff like that. But they all committed on their own of what they're going to produce this month and what they're going to do and hold them accountable and blah blah blah. And it was really a fun meeting. It was really, That's cool. really cool. And they're all razzed and they're all excited because the normal routine and probably most of us is like, okay, we're going to do this this month. You know, pick a number and just. But this time we picked a number together. But how we're going to do it is everyone does their job. Like everyone's got to sell so much. Everyone's got to sell so much of this and so much of that. And, and, and you know, so it was a com combination thing. It was really fun. You know, it's so interesting what you're just describing because it's, it's almost universal. I mean, there's a lot of truths that repeat in every successful business. And part of what you're describing is that, that investment, like you have a skin in the game. You're working towards a greater good. Mm -hmm. There's a purpose to yeah. what you do and really promoting that spirit, that takes a lot of presence, mental presence, yeah. not just physical. Yeah. And you mentioned some of the stuff that you're doing with yourself, like self-evolution development. Yeah. Um, if you can talk a little bit about that, like what, yeah. is, what does that mean It's kind of like a leadership, leadership roles, you know? Yeah. Look at, we're humans, right? So yeah. every year things happen that may stop you in life or just, and you don't really realize it, you know? Yeah. And uh, for me personally, the last three years have been different things happen every year. And so I thought to myself, something doesn't feel off. Like I'm not as passionate as I used to be and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And so I did this leadership program um, in San Diego and it was amazing. Like, yeah. <laughs> you thought you got stuff cleared about your parents years ago, you yeah. know? I mean, I've done work with Tony Robbins, Landmark Education, all kinds of stuff over the years. Yeah. And it still comes up. Yeah. Life is life, you know? And sometimes you're not ready for something to hit you and you gotta keep going and not handle yeah. it. Yeah. But you think you handle it the way you handle it, but you don't yeah. because I got to be a, a smiling face in that room yes. every day. Absolutely. You know, so it feels really good to be in this space of enrolling because I'm not enrolling yeah. to sell you anything. I'm just enrolling you in me or in that business or have my staff enroll you in a great meal. You know, it's all yeah. about enrolling conversation. And I, I think that that's misses, that gets missed in a lot of businesses mm -hmm. that get owned and they mm -hmm. open. They open. You know, we, we live our lives sometimes with scarcity and we live our lives with like doubt and all this kind of stuff. When I opened Trio 10 years ago, this, this had to make it because I already lost everything. So we begged, borrowed and stealed. And I was determined no matter what to do to make that business work. And that's what it takes. You know, a lot of times people in this world today, they, they get investors and, blah, 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 and there's not always the commitment that they probably should have, you know, because they're not using their own money. I think that's such an important moment. I mean, what you said, I think, should be on billboards because you have to be fully committed, invested. There's no plan B. No, there's not, right. Um, like, your life depends on it. And I think it permeates the spirit of what you create and how you treat your guests. Yeah. And that's really, it's not really a secret, mm -mm. but yeah. a lot of people miss out on that. Right. Um, and the fact that you took such ownership in every sense of the business is your baby. Yeah, it's I birthed that kid. <laughs> yeah, and you still, you know, it never grows up. And we gotta get, we gotta get through college. And we gotta get, <laughs> I gotta yes. get to retirement someday. And you yes. know, uh, and the restaurant business is not as profitable as it used to be. You yes. know, not at all. It, especially in California, of course. you know, it's a, everything's more expensive here. Yes, you indeed. Know, and yeah, so between payroll and expenses, so so if you don't watch everything, yep, you could lose money really fast, even though you have a successful 10-year business. Of course. So. That's my point. So, you know, all of a sudden I'm like, what's happening? I'm not paying attention. I got to jump back in, 
you know, yep. this is my baby, I can't, <laughs> so, and I don't think a lot of people in life pay attention to that, like themselves, like, it's easy to lose yourself in a business, it's easy to lose your, taking care of yourself because you're worrying about 70 employees and, you know, all this kind of stuff, and, but we have to take care of ourselves first so that we can take care of others, you know, so. Again, that airplane analogy, put a mask on yourself. That's so right. True. It's interesting to me <coughs> because we became such a culture of celebrity chefs and the whole food scene is perceived as some romantic, you know, very elevated, of course, but um, skipping through the tulips kind of a thing. Yeah. And that's really not what it is on the inside. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of hard work, a lot of sleepless nights, a lot of watching the bottom line. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, it's all for the sake of that next guest that walks in and a smile on their face and them having the best experience. But and you get to do it all over again every day. It's a never-ending story, is it? No, and that's that's <laughs> why. But that's why I put into our vision statement. I always have to glance at yes. it. Yes. Uh, so consistently creating amazing, fun experiences, one table at a time. That's perfect. We're only as good as our next meal. Yes. Right. So, and I accept that from day one. So, we got to make that meal just as good because they're not going to come back if it's not. Yeah. You know, so but the deal that I have with the staff is I'll get the people in here. Yep. You make sure they come back. My job is to market, Brilliant. build it up, get it in. I share with them all the new ideas I'm doing. We talked about in social mm -hmm. media and stuff mm -hmm. like that because mm -hmm. I want them all to be on it and I want them to like our page and get all that thing going and mm -hmm. be part of it. And they're rewarded. I give incentives. I mean, I'm yeah. not shy to talk about it. I mean, if we hit our goal, I'm giving back 2% of our master goal to the staff that hits their goals. That's great. So, and I did that from day one. Everyone has to do a minimum of wine sales, if you're full-time or part-time. Mm -hmm. And I would give contests for the, the most specials sold, the most wine sold, all the tickets, all the items that would increase our ticket sales because our price point's not expensive. Mm -hmm. So I've always built the business that way. And it's always about coaching and training Yes. from day one. You have an incredible knack for marketing, which is also sometimes notably absent in small businesses. And they explain it by saying, you know, my time's too short, I just can't get there, they outsource it. So tell us about the marketing piece of it. It seems like it's in your blood as well. Well, I'm a salesman at heart, right? Yeah. All my life, pretty much a salesman. <laughs> but, you know, marketing, yeah, that was a big push in the beginning. Like, when you open a business, you don't have a lot of money, so you have yeah. to figure out how to do it with very little money. And, and a lot of times, TV stations and radio stations will do it for trade, mm -hmm. partial. So at least you can get a little bit out of that. Yeah. But at one time, you know, I was on a billboard I was in every magazine, like in the beginning, first five years, I was everywhere just mm -hmm. to build the brand really quickly, you know. Um, 2020 is a different world. It's mostly all social media now, mm -hmm. you know. So I'm, I have to learn that. And I'm old. I, you know, I ask my staff, what's this, what's that, you know. Uh, and now this coaching company I have, part of it's business coaching, and they're all about social media and all about e-blasts and Facebook messengers. Huge. Yes. yes. So... I'm learning fast to, to experiment things, you know, and and I don't know if everyone else does like that. I don't think, I think I've always been a little bit out of the norm when it comes to stuff like that, because people are like, trails everywhere, trails everywhere. Well, I'm, I'm glad you know that. <laughs> you, know? you have this inherent curiosity about life. I think you're a very driven person. Yeah. And I think that's part of the keys to success, the way I define it, is that this eternal... 
um, quest really for bettering and for learning new things and challenging yourself. Well, I want them to learn things too. You know, I mean, I've had many staff that I've lost because either I coached them to be a real estate agent or they didn't want to do something else in life. Like, I'm all for that. You know, I mean, we have staff that started off as a dishwasher and is bartending yeah. now. Or, yeah. So if they're, if they're willing to do the job, I'm willing to let them work, you know, and, and move up. And there's a mentorship piece there as well. Totally, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, years ago, <laughs> if you're Tony's boy, you get the best hours and you get all this kind of <laughs> stuff, right? Well, and to be one of my favorites, you got to work your butt off. You got to make sure you're here every day. You got to outsell everybody. You got to do, you know, so there's pros and cons to all that. So, yeah. you know, I've kind of dwindled that off, but we have one server who outsells everybody mm -hmm. by twice. Mm -hmm. So... I got him now this year, he's gonna start training the other stuff to do what he does. And it's not it's not complicated. He just controls his table. Sounds like work ethic to me. Totally. Well, he's there, he's committed to have you a good time to get yeah. the right food on your plates, give you good service. Some people don't like that. Like, I, I wouldn't like someone to control my table because mm -hmm. I want to control the table. Mm -hmm. But 98% of the people, he, he three times he outsells everybody. So that's now... Because I would do these master plans, now I want everyone to do their individual goals so they feel good about themselves. Yes. They're not going to do it high stomach. Maybe. we got one guy that's kicking his butt <laughs> right now. But, but if they did 40 bottles of wine, right, and they used to do 25, now they've done better. Yep. So, so that's why I base it on individual progress instead of, I mean, the end result is the team, but they all could pass their goals for themselves to make them feel better for themselves. From the guest perspective, I mean, we all eat. We all wind up in front of the menu and the seat. What do you think we can do from the consumer point of view to maximize our experience? What question should we oh, be asking? Thank you for asking that question. Okay. <laughs> I've always wanted to say this, so I'm going to say it now. First time Please. here. Please. <laughs> so the, the, the biggest upset someone could do is not address your issue at the table. Okay. Like, if there's something wrong with your steak, tell the server. They could fix it right now instead of you sitting here stewing, eating it through the whole process, or go into your app and say how terrible something was. Mm. Communicate with the, the restaurant. Communicate with your server. Look, at there's human beings that work in that kitchen. Off days, good days, great days. So maybe something's not going to come out perfect, but tell somebody that could fix it. It is so important. I just I want to shout from the rooftops right now because I've been in this situation myself. I think inherently most of us are conflict avoidant, and we perceive it as some type, some variety of conflict if we complain, quote-unquote, right. about what's in front of us. So... You're right. What happens is that we eat something that we're not happy with and we're having this argument in our heads mm -hmm. and you're saying, stop it. Start communicating. Communicate. You know, some people say, well, I didn't want to disrupt the table. Well, but you're just, you're going to sit here and be upset at me for something that I could fix for you within three minutes or four minutes. Yeah. A, a good example, at the, at the, when we first opened the new restaurant, there's three ladies that are sitting around talking and said, ladies, how was lunch? Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. So I sit down next to him, like, what happened? Well, not enough dressing on my salad and something to do with bread. I'm like, well, did you tell yourself her? No, we just won't come back. I said, wait a minute, ladies. So that's not how you need to be. And first of all, we were only open like three days. Or so, you know, oh If you're going to go to a new restaurant, wait a month or yes. two. Or, or yeah, try it two or three times because yes, most cases, people don't have it right the first month or two or three or whatever. You know, they're yeah. trying to work out their kinks. But I think it's so important for me as an owner, I want to know if your, your meal is good or bad at the time you're in the restaurant. I don't need to read about it on Yelp. You know, I mean, it's, exactly. it's, it's communicate. Okay, so let's call it all about communication. 
both ends. The staff's communicating with the, the, the customer, mm-hmm. the customer communicating with the staff. It, 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 yeah, I mean, I read the review, I'm like, yeah. we could have fixed that for them. <laughs> like, why didn't they say something, and you know? please bear in mind when you write that review, it's a business that has employees, that yeah. are human beings You're that are suffering. You're jeopardizing 70 people's jobs, you know, yes, for, over that's, something that's that you could have fixed or I could have fixed or yeah. that really didn't make any difference, you know? Yeah. So, so I, I, I think I, if I could relate anything that somebody, please, no matter what restaurant you're in, just express your upset or express what's wrong yeah. or, and or express what's fantastic. This was a delicious meal or, you know, but let them know how they're doing in the restaurant. Yeah, I communication. Yeah, yeah, so important. So do you have any curious war stories from your, <laughs> from your <laughs> vast experience? Anything oh, that stands out? Anything funny, goofy? Strange. This one lady, when we first opened, <laughs> she was a sort of little lady, probably in the 70s or 80s at the time. I can't remember who she was, but she walked to the, the hostess. She goes, <clears throat> are you the owner? I said, yeah, I'm the owner. She goes, I love Trio. I said, why do you love Trio? It makes me feel young. Like I want to put on a commercial now, you know, oh over God, the years. So, so sweet. We have, we have people come in <laughs> and dress in orange because our color is orange. I'm like, yeah. we're coming to Trio. We thought we wear our orange dresses. I'm like, you look great. I might put you to work. You know, I That's joke with them. So, so we have a lot of loyal, fun people like that. There's, yeah. But you should take so much credit for it because it doesn't just happen. You facilitated that and you instituted well, that. Thank you. Yeah. I, um, yeah. I, you know, I, that kind of. I vibe. guess I did. There's no one else there, right? <laughs> no, but it's it's actually it's rare. It, it feels very easy and simple, but it's not easy and simple right. to create. Yeah. When it feels very elegant, very high end. It's definitely when you walk in, it's got an upscale vibe. Right. But it's. It's casual. Yes, yes, but the value added is, I mean, the food looks visually stunning. I haven't eaten it yet, full disclaimer, but, yeah. um, you know, it can't be anything but stellar from what I've seen on the plates just yeah. because it looks so good, it looks so appetizing, vibrant and such like that, that Bloody Mary cocktail with a couple of shrimp <laughs> hanging out of there, I was eyeing. Um, so yes, there's that feast for the eyes and people are smiling, the hostess introduced herself with a big smile. Yeah. So you set the tone, yeah. super important. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I, well, that's the first thing you see when you walk in the door. So they're the they're the face, they're the face before when they walk in, they're the face when you exit. Yes. So it's important that they're there. Someone's always standing there. Yes. So what makes you the happiest? What makes Tony happy? Not just in the food space, but what personally? Oh boy. <laughs> I know a loaded question. What makes Tony happy? And it can't be restricted to professional, but. Like, if you are in your happy space, I know you like hiking from what you described. Yeah. Like, what, what brings a smile to your face? Uh, when I, uh, when, uh, how do I say this? When I walk to the restaurant and I see all these happy faces and they're mm. smiling and they're having a good time and they're laughing yeah. and they're doing their thing, you know. There was a, oh, here's another funny story. Oh, good. This goes, this goes, this is years ago, but my partner Mark and I were eating at a bar table, which we used to do like later in the evening before mm-hmm. we closed. And we get these bachelorette parties. And th- this time there's a bachelorette party in the front and a bachelor party in the back. Oh my. They're switching notes back and forth. And like, it w- they were just having a ball. One guy, <laughs> one guy gets up of his chair, takes his shirt off and like starts throwing it around. And all of a sudden this guy comes up to us. It's now it's 10.30. Why do you let this happen? I said, this is trio. They can do what they want here. Like it's, they're having fun. You know, they said, well, what if I had my kids here? I go, sir, it's 10.30. If you had your kids here, I would question you. (laughs) (laughs) Your parenting skills are slightly off. But like, even, even, so my staff was walking around. I walked around a couple of, there was older couples in the dining room. So I'm like, are you okay with this? God, they're getting married. They're having fun, you know? And that's what we want. You know, when you're a trio, we want you to have fun. We want you to enjoy yourself. We let me, don't go crazy, but you know, have a good time. 
I think that's such an amazing sentiment. I mean, I think we've gotten, again, a little bit too afraid to express ourselves for fear of offending yeah. someone. And yes, there are boundaries. Nobody's advocating Absolutely. walking. But, yeah. but having that free-spirited approach, like y you can really enjoy yourself. Yeah, I, think you, that's I want huge. you to. I want to make sure you do. That's you awesome. Know? We so used to do, uh, we tend to get bachelorette parties in the summer. Palm Springs, <laughs> all over Palm Springs. And they're great. They're lovely. They eat and they yes. drink and have a good time. So at one point we did a, do you want to hear a funny story? I do. So at one point for bachelor party, we still do a penis cake. <laughs> <laughs> I've only seen them in Belgium before. No, we have them here at Chocolate <laughs> penis cakes. <laughs> um, and back in the day, we would do an apron. I would get from Mexico and pick up the apron and a pee, pee would pop up, right? Oh my. So that was part of the bachelor party. So the boys would come out in the back and do the whole thing. Well, it got really loud. So okay. the cake gets a ah. And then apron would get a scream. So oh, we wow. got rid of the apron because it got so loud. <laughs> so there's no screaming. Now we just get with the odds. So we want people to have fun. You of know, course. We just, yeah. No, we, we do need to loosen up. And I think once you give people permission to just be themselves, it's really nothing, you know, out of the ordinary, nothing oh. untoward. Yeah. You just have a little bit of fun and yeah. you move on, right? Um, so what are some of your favorite places to dine, you know, not just in Palm Springs, but in general? Oh. <clears throat> Well, you know, I'm a, I'm a creature of habit because I kind of stay right here in the neighborhood. I yeah. actually, crazy enough, I live right next door. Oh, that <laughs> is crazy. I walk to this back parking lot here and I walk to Trails parking lot. That is your world. <laughs> this is my world. <laughs> so I like hanging out down here. Got it. A beer is a really great pizza place. Cheekies is great for breakfast. Nice. Um, workshop Kitchen is very cool. Um, and then there's a place downtown called Johannes I like to go to and Spencer's. Um, I go to Puerto, Vi Puerto Vallarta often. There's a great little restaurant there called nice. Tre Piatti, which is amazing food. And Lovely I've couple. Puerto Vallarta and I yeah. miss that now. I yeah, it, it was great. He, uh, <laughs> I think she's from there. He's Israeli. Uh, but yeah, it, the food is just amazing. Everything's, mm, yeah, it's good great. Good to know. Yeah, and you know, I, don't, I, I like to try new places, you know, and stuff like Isn't that. Isn't that the most important thing? Just I like to go horizon. just to try them. Everyone's like, oh, you're trying out the competitors. No, not really. I'm just going to go have dinner and try something new, you know. And support Absolutely. support the restauranteurs that open up. Yes, yeah. you have some favorite wine producers that you. Well, I'm a Pinot Noir guy. Table Pinot. Yes, standing ovation. So I'll try um, all the Pinot Noirs I could ever try if I want if I can. Um, I'm in love with this one called Luli. Oh yes, that's from Anderson Valley. I think so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and then new to our menu is uh, Tally. Tally is very good, now. Central uh, Coast, yeah. solid. More kind of Burgundian style, right? Old yeah, world. it's good. So yeah, I'm a kind of a Pinot guy. That's pretty much all I drink. Well, Pinot is pretty <laughs> transparent and varietal. Yeah. That's what I love it for, is that if you screw it up, you're done. Right. It has to be good <laughs> or you're done. Yeah. And it kind of matches your spirit. I mean, you're obviously striving for perfection, but in a way that's practical. Yeah, yeah nothing's perfect. I mean, I always joke, I think God I was born perfect, but it's not, <laughs> it's not the case. That's awesome. <laughs> What's in store for the future? You know, obviously you're plenty busy, especially with the festival and such like that. But what what is your vision for the next ten years? Oh well, <laughs> so there'll be there'll be trio <laughs> uh, there'll be trio at the Palm Springs Airport. Very cool. And then the goal would be San Diego and Phoenix. I am so happy to hear that because I think that your spirit needs to be there in other places and set the standard <coughs> and really show people yeah. how cool it could be. The whole dining, the, the, not just the wine and food, but really I mean that fully. Yeah. The atmosphere, the vibe, the intent, yeah. all of that, there needs to be more. 
Well, Palm Springs, that's why I said they're doing this renovation. So the goal is to put a, a number of local businesses at the airport so that people are coming and going and feeling the vibe of Palm Springs. Very awesome. Well, I can't wait to check it out, and there will be more to come. I hope to sit down with you again. This I would love that. This a fabulous conversation. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thanks again for tuning in to the official podcast of Palette Exposure featuring Alona Thompson. We'll see you again next week.